Oh my gosh, we are starting the pursuit for happiness for real. I, it is day one of the BFI Flare Festival. <laughs> yes, people, the number one, right? The number one LGBTQ plus and what other initial I may have forgotten, but it is the premium festival. It is getting started today. 12 days of incredible films, talks, short films, Q&As. Oh my gosh, there's a lot going on, people. So, Echo Chamber, we're gonna cover it all. Right, so people, today we're gonna bring you two films, two really good films, well, one film, one documentary, right? So, yeah, enjoy it, and um, yeah, people, let's go. That's right. True, true. Okay, people, so big news for the BFI Flare London LGBTIQ Plus Film Festival, right? So, um, they're doing the screen talks. Yes, they are doing the Screens Talk series for this festival. And um, film and television actor Russell Tovey will be part of it. Yeah? And as part of BFI Flair's The Maker series, conversations with award-winning filmmaker, journalist and author David France... You know, and writer-producer Jay Garano Acaporta. You know, so um, all of the special events will be available for free for audience to access wherever in the world you are, right? And you can do it via the BFI YouTube, the Facebook channels, you know, it is all there for you, right, so, um, yeah, this 12-day event, which brings the best new LGBTIQ plus cinema from around the world via BFI Player to UK-wide audiences, will also feature discussions with the directors and BFI Flair, BFI Flair programmers for the films well-rounded and rebel dykes both screaming at the festival um bfi film academy will also return with events for young creatives and the bfi flair community can indulge in their love of trivia and the music as the popular 
big gay film quiz is back and the BFI Flair FM will keep everyone moving to the beats of their favourite BFI Flair dance party DJs over on the BFI Spotify page. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tickets for the features can be purchased via the BFI Flair website. Right, so um, there is a lot, people. There is a lot to talk about. So with the screen talks, Russell Tovey will be um, he's will be up on Friday the twenty sixth of March at seven p.m. Right, um, now with the makers, you have um the joy. Guerrero Acaporta, that will be taking place on Tuesday, the 23rd of March at 6pm. David France will be Wednesday, the 24th at 6pm. And um, then we have some events, right? So there's the well-rounded A Conversation. So that... That will be happening on Saturday, the 20th of March at 2 p.m., right? And um, you can hear from uh, assistant programmer Tara Brown, who is joined by Shana Mara um, and Candy Palamata, along with Lydia Okelelu. Right, so um, also you have a Dr. Charlotte Cooper, um, yeah, and uh, Grace Barber Plenty. Right, so um, that should be pretty interesting. Now, on um, the Sunday, the 21st at 2 p.m., there is Rebel Dykes. A conversation, right? So, um, yeah, you will be able to hear from the co-directors Harry Shanahan and Shion Williams, along with Atalanta Kernick, uh, plus the um, programmer Jay Bernard and Tara Brown. So another. Very good, interesting thing to um yeah be down with. So the uh, BFI Academy events. So um beyond coming of age, right? So that takes place at twelve p.m. on Saturday, the twentieth of March. Right? It's going to be a a Zoom event, which you you know will have to book for via. Even bright, event bright. Uh, the panelists will be Thomas Wilson White, the director of the fantastic The Greenhouse. You also get um, Fanasis uh, Tissipins, who directed Escaping the Fragile Planet. We got Noza Eke, who. Um, who is um, part of the alumni class from 2018 and Matthew Jacobs Morgan 
who um, is also from the 2018 alumni class, right? So you have that. Um, then later on that same day at 3 p.m., you've got family values, right? So this will be a conversation with Alexa Bacconi and Michelle Antonides. Again, that's going to be a Zoom conversation, Right, so um, I make sure you get your tickets for that, people. Right, so um, Bacconi, um, directed Colors of Toby, and um, Antonides is the producer of Sweetheart. So yeah, right. So if you are a quiz fan, the Big Gay Film Quiz will be taking place on Monday, the twenty second of March. At 7pm And um, it looks like that will be on the um, Facebook page So a lot, a lot to look forward to people So make sure you mark those dates down and enjoy Okay people, so It's flare time, right? And you can't have a film festival without films making their debut and making its international debut today is the new film from Phil Connell. Yes, it is time for Jump Darling. So, this is a Canadian film. Right, and yeah, there's some good shit coming out of Canada, right? They don't just shoot a lot of stuff up there. A lot of that homegrown talent is turning out some great stories, whether it's TV, film, yeah, people take note. And this is an interesting film, right? Now, look, it's not about drag. But drag is a supporting character. I've never been... Well, I've never really got drag. You know, it just seems like lip-syncing to me. But I will say, you know, if done correctly, the performances can be powerful. They can be good, right? I guess it's the same with everything. You know, some things are good, some things aren't. Right? But anyway you know so the gist of this film so Cornell directs it he also produces it along with Katie Corbid he writes the film the music is from Carrie Kanzan cinematography is Victor Carhuj and the cast well glad you asked we have a well i mean a fantastic performance from clarice lechman who plays margaret we have linda cash who's any her daughter we've got thomas du duplessy who plays russell aka fishy falters Eni's son. Then we've got 
got um, Daniel Jun, he plays Luca. Jane Eastwood plays Janine. Mark Cavan plays Rene. Andrew Bushell, Justin. We've got Katie Messina plays Hannah, the bar owner. We've got Sarah Camacho plays Sky. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some interesting shit with Sky. <laughs> right? Um, Kawaki Adupuku plays Zach, Zachary, who, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yeah, it's got a, a, you know, a good cast. We've got Gordon Hetch as Derek who is Russell's boyfriend, right? And the film also features some of Toronto's top drag queens, Tainomi Banks, Faye Slift, and Miss Ferociousness, right? So um, the gist of the film is this, right? Um, so, Russell is at a crossroads in life, approaching 30 and wondering if his big plans to become a serious actor will ever come true. He looks for performance kicks as a drag queen. The drag causes friction with his straight-laced businessman boyfriend, so he takes off for a bit of space at his grandma Margaret's house. Rather than the convenient crash pad he had in mind, his usually quick-witted gran is at her own crossroads, becoming more forgetful than she'd like to admit. As family secrets emerge, he is forced to find his feet. But will he land in stilettos or something more sober? Overflowing with warmth and wit, Jump Darling is the perfect swan song for long-time LGBTQ plus ally Lechman, who, um, yeah, this is, I think it's, you know, Cloris Lechman's, it's her last starring role, because she, you know, passed away at, uh, ain't it, you know, beginning of March, right? I mean, she was 94, so, yeah. She definitely had a good innings, you know? And with performances like this, she left a mark, you know? So, the film, like, it opens up with um, Margaret, the gran, right, in a dark room. She's, looks like she's making herself a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, something with water, because she's trying to, you know, boil the kettle, so she put, it's one of those old kind of bronzy kettle, you know what I mean, those classy looking ones, so she's put it on, she's got a gas stove still, so I think that tells you something about the crib, right, and she, you know, so she's trying to light, light it to get it, you know, going, and lighting seems to be problematic, and then all of a sudden it lights and we kind of get a bang. <laughs> we get a bang, right? But then you know, 
we don't see anything. It bangs, and we cut to outside the house, right? We cut to outside the house, and we hear a kind of phone call, right? And it's Russell calling, you know, calling Margaret to thank her for his birthday money, right? So, yeah, we then kind of cut, you know, we got Russell, He's getting ready in the club. You know, he's getting his drag face on. And his boyfriend is talking to him. Right? His boyfriend is just like, yo, you wanted to be an actor. What what are we doing here? Listen, I take we've always talked about going away. I'll take you to New York. We'll get some headshots. Come on. Look, I can't. Ah, this is pitiful. Right? So he walks off, then Russell, you know, it's, it's, it's just about his time to get on stage, and he comes out lit, lit, falls flat on his face, then runs off, right, that's our opening, so you're thinking, she, what's happening, man, this is some crazy ass shit, right? So, Russell then turns up at his grand's house. And, you know, obviously, look, he, he's gone there to try and hide. Try and get away. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't want to confront the situations with Derek, his boyfriend. Doesn't want to, you know, probably face his fear of getting on stage. It's all about bit crazy and when he turns up at you know his grand it's like she doesn't remember who the fuck he is so i mean like look straight away we get that idea that dementia's probably creeping in but we get these fun exchanges between him and margaret you know like because I don't know, you, you watch the film, and I think there's there's moments when people might want to see Russell as, like, the victim, the hero, the, you know what I mean? Ah, he's trying to find himself. Russell's a bit of an ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a bit of an arsehole, right? And I, I, I think you see he's a bit, like, out for himself, you know? He's out for himself. But he he does some does some decent things along the way, but it is all still it's all about him, which is good, right? So I think it's a bit more interesting, you know. Instead of trying to make all the characters great and oh, so so kind and so lovely, you know what I mean? They're, they're just like hey, <laughs> they're just human, right? They're just doing them. You know, so I think an interesting thing is throughout the film, we get these these kind of nods to suicide. I mean, as in nods to suicide, like, hey, suicide, how are you? No, no, no. Like, but we get these moments, you know, like there's this, you know, Russell seems to have this flash. Or, uh, you know, and we see an old, well, we see a guy on a balcony, 
You know, so I think the first time you see it, you go, oh, is that Russell? Like, is this a flashback to past? But then you realise, oh, no, this guy's older. Hey, this guy's older. And he's standing on a balcony of a, a hotel. And, it, yeah, you get the feeling that he is thinking of jumping. Right, so we have that. There's an incident with Russell in a car. Right, and then, you know, Margaret. So we we have these. I don't know. It, it's it seems like this generational pact, this this connection between family members, right? And the way it's kind of look, we're kind of shown these things without necessarily this contrivance of like world of reason you know what i mean like there is some with margaret but not really with anyone else which again i think you know you get it from the film right you can understand it so we've got that but then you know the film is also it's also about trying to find yourself. You know, like, listen, Russell, he has run off. He's run off trying to hide, trying to, yeah, find his legs as they were. But it's, you know, too proud to ask for help. You know, so he makes the whole... Oh yeah, I, I'm 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 here to. All right, fine. I'll stay to help you out for a bit. You know, but it's still like one foot in, one foot out. But we we have we seem to have Russell kind of try to. I guess find the confidence to do this thing. You know, possibly put to bed the acting aspirations and just fully commit to drag. But it's like, uh, does he want to do it? Does he not want to do it? You know, he gets good response. But then it's just like when someone's like, oh, why don't you do this thing? It's just like, ugh. No, what am I doing? Yo, it's always, well, if you pay me all this money, right, I'll do. And it'd be like, yo, motherfucker, you got to earn this shit. You can't just go straight to the top, right? And I think it's that it's coming to terms with that, right? Not being great from the outset, not being at the top from the outset, having to work for it. I think, you know, we, we see this, you know, come in to his kind of process. Now, during the way, right, because he doesn't actually break up with Derek. He just kind of leaves, right? So there's that, but then when he, you know, he's in this new spot and you see him straight away trying to, Trying to get a little something, 
right? So we see that situation kind of play out, which definitely takes a turn. Definitely takes a big turn. But I feel the interesting thing about it is, is Russell's reaction to it all. Because essentially, Russell ain't got really got legs to stand on because he himself has been lying from the outset, right? Lying from the outset. So it's interesting, right? But yeah, not necessarily, you know, explanations on these things, but these are all things that kind of happen in life, right? Whether you're straight, gay, you don't know, you know, like you could get into all all manner of similar situations, right? So it's just looking at all of these different things and how they play on you, you know, how they play on you, right? So it is fascinating, and oh man, we get some superb performances. We really get some superb performances, like. The, you know, I mean, I think the chemistry, right, the chemistry between Lechman and Duplessis, it is great. It, it is one of the things that really makes this film, you know? And then just the supporting cast, like Jane Eastwood as Jean, Jean, Jeannie, Jean, however you pronounce She's some, uh, you know, a, a corsic, two-faced bitch. <laughs> but you kind of get the sense that maybe Margaret wasn't the, the nice woman she kind of seems to be, right? There seems to be a thing there. Um, you know, I think Linda Cash as Margaret's daughter, Russell's mum, She's, you know, she's a very good performance because, you know, she's got that concern, right? But it's just like, no, but this has to happen. But, yeah, but then it, there's still that compassion and it's just, yeah, she balances it all out very well. It's very believable. Then, you know, we've got Katie Messina as Hannah, the bar woman, bar owner who's, um, you know, does that whole bar woman, hey, you need to talk, what's the situation kind of thing, she kills that, right, I, I think, um, man, the whole Zachary, the Zach situation, Kowaki Adupuku, he, he plays that character well, and then where that character has to go, right? The the moment of yeah, he handles that shit really does, right? And you know, I I think Sarah Cabacho as Sky, his girlfriend, is um yeah she's very good too, right? Or like the cast is very good, right, it's very good, and as I said, look, throughout, there are 
a few drag performances and the way all of this is lit right we're in the club it's dark so we're you know we're shifting the angles and everything like that the whole movements it's very well put together right it's very well captured you know which again as i mentioned like so you get this energy right it they're very good performances you know whether you like drag or you don't yeah there's no taking away from that you know so listen i would say jump darling is you know it's a perfect film to kick this shit off yeah it is um yeah it's it's emotional like the ending is very haunting it's very haunting because we have these parallel situations you know, like everything kind of becomes this mirror right and, and yeah it hits you man like the end is great end is great you know and it is the perfect way to finish this film i feel you know because it's it's not necessarily this perfectly wrapped and defined ending but it's the ending that is fitting because we do get these kind of starts and ends right you know it, it works so yeah phil connell has done a very good job along with these great performances and yeah as it is clarice lechman's last starring role it's a great film to sign off with you know what i mean definitely a great film to star off with so people jump darling definitely go check it out right it's it's playing you can access it um from today until 11:59 on sunday the 28th of march right so enjoy people enjoy full information is in the episode details as always so a good part of you know a film festival is the chance to well it's a chance to hear about so many different things right you have films of different genres you have documentaries and you know it's stuff that touches on stuff that you don't necessarily know a lot of you know what I mean you don't walk in those circles right even when you know a thing you know of a thing you don't always know a thing you know what i'm saying so it's always you know good just to open up and just experience everything right because yeah maybe you don't like it you know but maybe you, you know what i mean the thing speaks to you right maybe you learn something new 
right? And yeah, I, I think that's the joy of it all. So I checked out a documentary. It's called Mama Gloria, right? I wasn't quite sure what to, you know, what to think of it, like what to make, because I think documentaries, like sometimes they're great, sometimes they're not, sometimes they're okay, but you know, they, it's not a given. It, it's never a given what this thing is gonna do, right? So yeah, I jumped in and oh my god this is a crazy documentary it's crazy and not like oh it's made so bad or no 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 it's just the story right it's the story it's it's some serious shit right, you just, you look at it, and you're just like, damn, that is insane, yeah, so, now, here's the thing, right, it's from director, writer, producer, Lashina Fisher, right, she's made shorts, and a whole heap of things, but this is her feature debut, right, and, hey, it, it, it's not a bad thing to jump out the gate with as a feature, right, so, um, yeah, Fisher, you know, wrote, produced, directed, uh, director, director of photography was Stephen Lewis, editor was Caroline Berler, producer, um, we've got Yvonne Welbon, um, Zainab Ali, and Lorna Grisby. Jocelyn C. Chambers is the um, is the composer. And yo, I have to say, we get a um, yeah, we get a, a you know a song, a, a, you know, especially crafted piece for the for this from uh, shade diamond right it's called um a presence of a legend right and you, and you hear it at the at the end right it starts playing as the film yeah ends and diamond um i think co-wrote the piece with justin tranter you know it's a really good song, actually, right, wasn't expecting, like, the film's, you know, just, just ends, and then suddenly, boom, boom, you get this piece, and it's just like, oh, and, you know, you'll be like, oh, do I recognize this song, I'll be like, no, I don't, but it's catchy, it's nice, right, so, um, yeah, they're, they're the people behind it, right, and, um, what is this about, you may ask? Well, here it is. Mama Gloria is a feature documentary about Gloria Allen, a trailblazing 74-year-old black transgender activist who started a charm school for homeless trans youths and is now aging with joy and grace. 
It is the story of a mother's love, the love that Gloria's mother had for her, and the love that Gloria has for her chosen children. And it is fueled by the love that filmmaker Lucina Fisher has for her teenage transgender daughter, Gia. At a time when black transgender women face escalating violence and make up the majority of transgender people murdered each year, Gloria's story is an inspiring portrait of aging seldom seen. Born in October 1945, Gloria came of age amid the legendary drag balls on Chicago's South Side. She transitioned four years before Stonewall with the support of the women in her family, including her mother Alma, a former showgirl and Jet Magazine centerfold, and her grandmother Mildred, a seamstress who sewed clothes for cross-dressers and male strippers. Never imagining that she would make it past 40, let alone 60 or 70, Gloria felt compelled to open a charm school for young homeless trans people in Chicago, offering lessons on love, makeup and manners that was received from her mother and grandmother, now living alone in a building for LGBTQ seniors and surviving on social security and a house cleaning job. Gloria continues to grow old with joy, dignity and grace. So yeah, that's the um that's the thing and and it's as I said, look, it it is crazy. Right? You watch this thing, right? You you watch this piece and like it, you know, it opens up firstly with um yeah, Gloria receiving in the ward at Trans 100. And, uh, you know, we just see this this woman and she's happy. Like, super happy. You know, he's super happy and smiling. And, you know, she starts to tell us about her life. Right? Starts to tell us about her life in Chicago. And, you know, it, like, we, we do do that thing, right? You know what I mean? Sometimes you make a documentary and you have the person walking down the street and they bump into people. And this is like, oh, yeah, this is the person. And it's like, hmm. Because <laughs> it's just like, obviously, obviously it's all set up. But it, it does work as a, a vehicle for you to tell this story for you to introduce people in someone's life and show the impacts and everything like that. But, yeah, we have Gloria meeting, like, the new generation, as it were, like, uh, you know, young trans women. And, um, yeah, we see her meeting, talking to them and sharing some stories and everything like that. So... We then, like, see this building, and it's just like, oh, this is where, you know, it's the, it's a center, it's a center on Holstead, right? Started in the 70s, and it was a meeting place for 
um, you know, people in the LGBTQ community. Although, yeah, I don't think there was no LGBTQT or whatever back then, right? But, you know, she tells the story of how, you know, everyone used to just go there and congregate. It was like a space for people. But it was then how she um, decided to kind of pass on a knowledge to these young people because she's like, oh man, you know, they'd come in and they'd be acting all this way. And it's just like, yo, what are you doing? Right? What what are you doing? Right? You you say you want to be, you know, women, but you're acting like fools. So she then that's how the whole charm school started. Which is just like, oh shit. Yeah. No, that makes sense, right? And it's like paying it forward. You know, it's that thing that you, you know, sometimes we see, sometimes we don't, right? People have knowledge and some people want to hold it, hold that knowledge. Like, I'm the only one that knows this information, you know? And some people have that kindness of sharing it and be like, yo, I went through all this crazy. You don't have to, right? You don't have to. Come on, I'm going to pass it on. And that's what she did, right? That's what she did. And, um, you know, through that, right, the, you know, a play got made. You know, this big successful play got made called Charm. You know, so we hear about that. And it's all fascinating, you know? It's um, it's really interesting, right? Now, the director, yeah, the director, um, Lucina, um, she had, you know, something to say, right? And she was like, um, I was introduced to Gloria because she was looking for someone to help her write her memoir. But after meeting her, I knew that her story would speak to people because it spoke to me. I'm the mother of a 16-year-old transgender daughter named Gia. As a black woman filmmaker raising a biracial transgender daughter, I see Gloria's story through a unique lens. For me, it's a personal, it's personal and it's urgent. One day while I was filming Gloria in Chicago, my daughter sent me a text saying that her life was halfway done. Gia had read online that average life expectancy for a black trans woman in Washington, D.C. was 32. It was at that moment that I truly understood why I was making this film. Over the court, fucking hell. Right? Imagine reading that. That's... God damn. <sighs> I think that's probably why you meant to prep this shit first. <laughs> okay, that's just like... Ugh. It's a terrible thing, man. Like a, a, a kid. If you're 16, you're a kid still. You know? That's gonna be hard. But, um, yeah, anyway. She said, over the course of a year, as I followed Gloria from her high school reunion to the hospital to her home in an LGBTQ senior building, 
I watched her grapple with the prospect of dying alone, and I saw her come to terms with aging, something we all have to do, if we are lucky enough. For Gloria, who never imagined she would live past 40, aging is a gift. It's a gift that I want to show my daughter and other young trans people, so they can imagine themselves growing old and having a long, meaningful life. Gloria is their connection to aging and to their future. She is their connection to the past and living proof that transgender people have always been part of our lives and our communities. She is a shining example of how family support from birth families and chosen families can impact life outcomes for transgender people. It is one of them weird things, right, that people want to act like, oh, this is, this is so new, when it's just like, this shit ain't new. You know, you read about, you know, Romans and Egyptians and Greece, the Greeks, you know, back in the early, early days, right? I'm going to say early days, I'm not talking like the 40s, <laughs> I'm talking, you know what I mean, way, way back. You know, when the pyramids were getting built, all of that shit. There was transgender then, right? There was people that would dress up as, you know, the opposite sex and everything. It's weird, right? Because when you hear about that, it's like a lot of this stuff that is now, and it's all kind of um, taboo. And not everyone's accepting it and all of that. It was more of a thing back in the day, right? But then suddenly, all of a sudden, we hit some period where it's just like, you know what? This, 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 this is no longer acceptable. No longer. So we act like, oh, these things are new. And yeah, you know, so it's crazy. But... You know, this, yeah, this kind of showed us a lot. Like, you find out about Gloria's life. And, I don't know, it, it, it's funny because it opens up. And, you know, she when she first talks about, you know, her mother and everything, you kind of think, oh, is, is this a bad story? Right? Is, is this going to be bad? But then it's just like, no. There's... It, it, when you find out everything, you you understand, right? Because I think when you come through hardship, it's, you know, and there's no, I don't know, there's no examples, right? There's nothing you can look to and be like, oh, that's what I'm feeling right now. That's what I'm going through, right? So it's all a bit of a mess. It's all, you know, you're trying to, find a path through it all, and it, you know, her mother experienced, like, postnatal depression, I mean, she had, you know, like, oof, I don't know, six kids, I think it's six kids, right, maybe seven, like, imagine that shit, right, that's a, that's a lot, in a loveless marriage, so, you know, there's all of this, Right, but then you you see what her mother did for Gloria, right, and just the acceptance, right, because you know 
she she had a son called George. And and straight away they kind of realized, you know, George would be putting on the dresses and using the makeup and all of that. But it's like when they, you know, they're just like, yeah, we know it's fine. Fuck it. Who cares? You know, it ain't a thing. Right? And it's, I think, that's way more than a lot of people have, right? And and then just the way your mum helped her and everything. So we find out about that, right? And so you learning about all of this stuff, but then we learn about, you know, the boyfriends and the marriage, you know, uh, and you're thinking, hey, oh, if, oh, that's nice. That's great. And then you hear about the dark shit, right? The dark shit, right? There was rape at school. You know, there was domestic abuse. Five years in? You know, which is crazy. Right? You 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 kind of feel people show their colours, I don't know, what after a year? Maybe a year and a half. It, you know, it's hard to keep up that facade. But for someone to hide their shit for five years? God damn. Right? And, and so you hear about all of this dark shit, and it's like but the crazy thing is, and I say the crazy thing is because when you when you find out the the depths someone has had to wade through, like sometimes it's like, motherfucker, how do how are you smiling, right? How are you smiling? This is insane. But yeah, she's still smiling, man. And so you see all of this, right? Which really does make this a, a, a great story, you know, a great piece for people just to, to look at and to be like, okay, I, she made it through, there's hope, right, so I, I, I think this is a piece that if you know anyone that's going through that struggle, man, th this is something they should watch, Right, and even if you ain't, that ain't you, right? You're heterosexual, you know, you're fine. Or you're just, you know, lesbian or gay, right? This is still something that I think it, it shows strength. It shows fortitude and it shows love, right? Because the, the core people around her loved her, right, and still do, and that's something that not everyone has, right, so it's, it's just, I think it's a glowing example on so many levels, you know, so the film, it's cut between, like, Gloria, you know, like, walking down the streets, like, going to places, speaking at places, like, going to, a, like, a youth theater, and it's just different things, and then her speaking in the studio, so I think the way it's been cut up and put together and everything like that keeps you engaged, because if it was just her talking, you know, talking heads, I guess it's a bit like, ah, 
and I don't know how much I can watch, but the way it's all put together and cut up and, you know, the music beds used and everything like that, it is engaging, right? It, it does keep you engrossed and you're watching it and you're like, okay, yeah, this is fascinating. And we do see the, the different stages, right? We hear about Gloria as a kid. We hear about her in school. You know, we see like the school reunion, which is fascinating, right? Especially because, you know, in school, like, she, you know, George just hung out with the girls. Essentially, the boys were dicks. But there are still some dudes at this, um, you know, reunion. Like, and you do wonder if you're like, I, right, but how were those dudes to, you know, George back then? Like, were these the ones that were beating him up and being like assholes? Right? You do wonder about that. But we see all of this, you know, and hear about, you know, those early, you know, those early years you know, going to the the ballroom and everything like that, to now. And, it, and it's quite, like, there is a point when, you know, we jumped six months because, yeah, she had a fall and she goes to hospital. And I would say, like, the transformation is crazy. Transformation, because, you know, we, we see her at the beginning and everything, but then in hospital, it's like, yo took it out of her man and and it's but all of this but then still still smiling still smiling and that's something right that is definitely something you know it, it, i feel if gloria allen can smile then god damn i think we all can muster up a little a little bit of cheer you know so this this is playing, you know, all the way from today, right? All the way from today, people, until 11.59 on Sunday the 28th. You know, so, um, yeah, people, definitely, um, yeah, another one worth checking out. And you've got the whole festival to be able to do that, which is which is great, you know, so yeah, there you go, and a, a another um, good thing as well, this is available with closed captions and audio description, okay, you know, only 76 minutes, so not crazy in length, a nice little short thing, but you are engaged all the way, right, so, um, if you want a little inspiration, people, you definitely cannot go wrong with Lucina Fisher's Mama Gloria. All right, enjoy. Okay, so people, we are done. That's it, right? So, yeah. I mean, there's a good few films in this festival, people. So, I'm spreading the coverage out a little bit, right? But, 
Listen, go to the website, right? Go to the BFI website, their YouTube page, their Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. There is a lot there to consume, right? In the episode details, we will have all that information for you, all the links to follow. So go do that, people. There are three strands this year. Heart. Body, mind So yeah, go There are people, trust me I've seen some incredible Films Incredible films already And we're going to bring that To you Throughout, right Throughout these 12 days So come back to us tomorrow Follow us Share with all your peoples But enjoy Because trust me, jump darling and Mama Gloria People They're great And it's just the tip of the iceberg So enjoy Alright Happy good